we're going to be going uh, back in the Old Testament to the book of Joshua, and uh, that's primarily where uh, that we're going to be at during the uh, the whole message. I was, uh, as I was praying and seeking the Lord for uh, God to speak to my heart about, here we are at the beginning of another year, and um, uh, you know God brought us through last year. Everything wasn't great in 2016, but uh, there was there was plenty uh, plenty of blessings, and God got us through 2016. Uh, I have encouragement. I have hope uh, for the for the coming days ahead. I'm accepting and claiming the words that's gone forth in prophecy, and I believe that God's going to do what He says. But, but church, we cannot sit back and expect God to do all the work. Amen? We have our part to do in the kingdom of God. And that's what this message is about today. And I'm hoping and praying that this message will stir your heart and encourage you to say, okay, you know, here we are, a new day, a new year. Uh, God is a God of, uh, uh, of another chance. Hallelujah. And he's going to bless me, and I'm going to do what I can do for the kingdom of God. We're going to read one verse to start out with in the book of Joshua, chapter 13 and verse 1. This is what it, uh, what it reads like. Now Joshua was old, advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, You are old, advanced in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. There remains very much land yet to be possessed. Let us pray. Lord, as we come today, we thank you and we praise you for your love and your mercy. Thank you, God, for allowing us to be here today on this first Sunday of this new year. I'm praying, God, that you will encourage us and strengthen our hearts today. Let us leave here today with a desire and an ambition to do more for you than what we have ever done. And we'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The church, uh, well, let me start it like this. The Lord has granted to the church many great and glorious promises. But every promise has a condition. Amen. We like to talk about the promises of God and the things that God has promised us but with every promise God gives, there is a condition. Now, God has promised eternal life. But there's a condition if you want that eternal life. Amen? Hallelujah. We know for you to have eternal life, you've got to be born again. Hallelujah. So there's condition, amen, to that promise. There is a part... Every individual must play if you are to take full advantage of what God has laid at your disposal. God has given, God had given the Israelites 
all the land from Jericho on, but it was up to them to take possession. Hallelujah. I mean, they traveled through the wilderness for 40 years. God said, I'm going to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Amen. And God gave them that promise, brought them to that land. But listen, folks, even though God gave them the land, it was up to them to take possession. Hallelujah. They had to walk. They had to fight the warfare. Hallelujah. And when they came and they crossed the Jordan River and they went to Jericho, the walls came tumbling down. You all know the story. They started out like a freight train but stopped way too far from the goal because after a few victories, they became complacent and unwilling to fulfill the task. And that's what I want to preach about today. That's going to be the title of this message, The Danger of of complacency the danger of complacency sometimes we can get a little bit too comfortable sometimes we can become a little bit too secure and what we hold hallelujah amen and it causes us to want to slow down causes us to want to well kick it out of gear let it coast for a while Hallelujah. But church, there is a danger of complacency. Now, when we, the scripture that I read there in Joshua 13, uh, God came to Joshua. He was the one who took over after Moses. And, uh, and they had been going through the land. Joshua had been leading them and they'd been having the victories. God had been giving them the promise that they had. But now, several years had passed and Joshua well, now was not that young man anymore. Joshua was getting old. And God spoke to him. God told him, he says, listen, you are advanced in years, but there still remains very much land to be possessed. Now, I don't know how well you've been keeping up with what's been going on, but uh, there uh, was a situation took place this past week with the Secretary of State and the UN passed a resolution. And this country did something that it's never done before. It failed to stand up for Israel. And so a resolution was passed that's in the resolution uh, for them to have peace to give up a great bit of the territory that they have, which includes many of the holiest sites in Jerusalem, uh, and to back up their borders to the 1967 uh, uh, borders like it was back then. And man, it has stirred a, a firestorm. People are, are, are talking about it, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and everybody's... Uh, don't understand how come that uh, um, uh, uh, America didn't stand up uh, to uh, uh, to vote against this. They just they didn't vote yay or nay, but they stayed silent. You see, that's where a, the biggest problem lies with a, with a lot of people today. Sometimes we sit here and we don't speak when we ought to speak, because if you don't speak, silence is like a yes. 
And that silence was a yes, amen. And now there's going to be, in, uh, by the end of January, 70 countries are going to get together. 70 countries are getting together to decide the fate of Israel. Now, now what this re- let me tell you what this resolution means. They, Israel's not going to accept it. And the UN's passed the resolution. The UN has got their own armies. They could bring armies in and try to forcibly take territory away from Israel. Do you understand that's what the Bible predicted that would happen that would lead up to Armageddon? Everything is coming to pass. It's all coming to a, 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 a fruition. But let me, what I'm, I want to tell you about, listen, the problem is not just with the United States. The problem goes all the way back to Joshua's time. And the reason why a lot of the territory is in dispute now is because when Israel was given the land by God, they never took full possession of all the land. And it's still causing a problem today. Hallelujah. It's still causing a lot of problems. Listen, they never did. They never did defeat all the, uh, the, uh, the Philistines back in that day. And you know who the Palestinians are? The Palestinians today are, are those that's come out from the Philistines of yesterday. The same bloodline. The same bloodline. Hallelujah. Let me, I want to take you to a couple more scriptures. Um, so when God talked to Joshua there in the 13th chapter, he said, you're old and advanced in years, yet there remains very much land to be possessed. Let's go to Joshua chapter 18 and read verses 1, 2, and 3. Now the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle of meeting there, and the land was subdued before them. But there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. Then Joshua said to the children of Israel, How long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God uh, the, the Lord God of your fathers has given you. Now this was some time after God had spoke to, uh, to Joshua. They still was being complacent. They did not, God told them, and I don't have the time to give you all the scripture, but God gave the commandment to Moses and it was passed on to Joshua. They were supposed to go in that promised land and they were supposed to drive out all of them. They were failed to, they failed to do it. It wasn't because God wasn't for them. It wasn't because God wasn't fighting for them. They became complacent. They got to a particular place and they, and they got, they got a little bit of land and they began to prosper and then things, they got too comfortable. Hallelujah. And that's the same thing that's happening with the church in America today. God has blessed us. 
Amen. From the from the days of the of the storefront churches, uh, where the power of God fell like rain, and now we're in beautiful buildings, uh, and we got everything and all the comforts, uh, and we wonder what happened to the power of God. It's because we have got too comfortable. We spend so many so many minutes of a. Uh, of, of, of worship and singing, so many minutes of Bible teaching, so many minutes of preaching. And usually the altar service is about five minutes long because by the altar service, people no more, they're not interested in staying and tearing at the altar. They're ready to go home. We've gotten complacent. Amen. And there's people, as, and I, I believe it was Brother Travis a while ago was talking about people in the names uh, that, that need to get back into God. It's not going to happen until we step out of our comfort zone. Joshua 23 and 13. Now, here's, here's the results. Here's the result. Joshua 23 and, uh, uh, and verse 13. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations before you. Why is modern-day Israel having to battle Palestinians today? It's because their ancestors failed to do what God told them to do. They left, they left too many of them in the land. Let me finish reading. Know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you, but they shall be, look at this, they shall be snares and traps to you and scourges on your side and thorns in your eye until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. My, my, my. Let's wake up, church. Hallelujah. This was God's chosen people. And finally, I mean, God kept telling them, listen, I've given you this land. Possess it. Take it. Give what I'm offering you. But finally, God got tired of it. He said, I'm not going to worry about driving them no more out. If you're not going to get up and do it, if you ain't going to take possession of what I've given you, he said, we're going to leave them there. And from the rest of time, they're going to be a snare to you. My, my. Hallelujah. Think about that. They're going to be a snare to you. Amen. They're going to be thorns in your side. There's a lot of little things that modern Christian people have never laid down. They still, even though they're, they're, they're trying to serve God, they're still trying to hold on to this thing of the world and that thing of the world. And what's it happening? It's becoming thorns and sides to them, keeping them from growing closer to God. Keeping the power of God, amen, from flowing in their life like it should flow. Hallelujah. This is what the Bible calls us to. This is what God expects from the church. The Bible says that um, uh, in, 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 in the New Testament, in, in the Gospels, uh, he said that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Is there something you need from God today? You can't be complacent about it. You're going to have to be forceful about it. 
Hallelujah. If God has given you a promise, if he's spoken a word to you, you can't just sit back and twiddle your thumbs and expect it to be, uh, expect it all to fall in your lap. Uh, amen. We have got to be forceful and especially in this hour that we're now living. Hallelujah. When everything is against the church. Uh, amen. There are two main uh, uh, groups of people today, uh, amen, that the devil is focusing on. He's trying to wipe out Israel and he's trying to wipe out the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have got to be willing. I'm glad, I'm glad she picked that song a while ago. I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. God, God needs some soldiers. Hallelujah. We, we, need, we need some prayer warriors in the church of the caliber, amen, of Sister Hale. Hallelujah. He used to get out of, the, out of the bed and cross over from their house into that little church and walk around there and lay hands on every pre-pew, amen, and pray, amen, and call out to God. Hallelujah. That's what we're missing, and that's what we got to have if we're going to reach what God wants us to reach. Here's what God wants us to do. We got to take no, we got to have a take no prisoners attitude. Take no prisoners attitude. That's what we've got to have. Hallelujah. We've got to go forth. Amen. And we've got to stand. Amen. Like God. Amen. Has caused us. But I want to show you something. We're going to go back to Joshua chapter 11 and verse 22. And let's read that. None of the uh, uh, Nikim were left in the land. Now, the Nikim was those, was the giants, the group of uh, uh, men that grew to be quite a bit taller uh, uh, than everybody else. They were called the Nikim. None of them uh, were left in the land of the children of Israel. They remained only in Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. Now, if you just leave, just leave it up here while I'm talking. I want, I want to show something to you. Now, this is something that the Lord spoke out very boldly in my spirit. When they was going out, taking the land, they were even destroying all of those giants. Some of these people whose statues, amen, were eight and nine foot tall or better. And they were wiping them out. But they stopped, and they did not wipe them all out. They left them in, in these cities of Gaza, Gath, and Ashdod. These were Philistine cities, and they were cities, amen, that is now considered Palestine. They're the ones that are going in the streets of Jerusalem, making stabbings and killing of innocent Jews, blowing bombs up and all that stuff. But it started much before that. They didn't take them out of Gaza. Maybe some of the army said, well, you know, uh, they was out and they were, they were fighting, and they looked, they, they looked down in Gaza and said, well, you know, there ain't nothing but a bunch of small boys running around down in Gaza. We'll just we'll leave them down there. They ain't going to harm nothing. 
But one of them small boys, Brother Travis, in, Ga- uh, in, uh, in Gaza, he grew up to be a man by the name of Goliath. What are you saying, Brother Sammy? I'm saying some of the giants that you're facing in your life are giants now because you failed to deal with them. This is the meat of the word God gave me to give you today. Go back and read about, uh, about, about Goliath. Remember about David and Goliath? It'll tell you that Goliath came, that's where he come from. Hallelujah. If we don't deal with some things while God gives us the opportunity, they're going to come, grow up and they're going to become giants in our life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Ashdod. Ashdod. Why? Why? We, we, we decided to leave some in Ashdod. Well, they wound up building a temple in Ashdod and they made it the temple of Dagon. And the enemies of the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant and they took it to Ashdod, set it up in the temple of Dagon. Y'all know the story. You know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. They could have, they could have stopped the situation long before it started. God is saying we need to take care of business before we let it get out of hand. Come on. And I'm, talk, I'm talking about it in the spiritual realm now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The devil... He, he would like nothing better for you to just to play around or say, well, I don't have to worry about this or I have to worry about that. But how many things in people's life, amen, because they didn't, they failed to take care of it, became a giant to them. Hmm. Gath. They, they didn't drive them out of Gath. You know what happened then besides what's happening now? There was a champion of the Lord, Brother Bobby, by the name of Samson. The Philistines took him, put out his eyes, and tied him up in that city. And that's where he ground corn for them at the mill. It would never have been there to tie him up if they hadn't if they hadn't wiped it out when they had the opportunity. Hallelujah. Church, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this this word by saying this. There's still a lot of territory that God wants the church to take possession of. Hallelujah. We're here in two thousand and seventeen. We got this brand new year. And we've already, it's already been spoken. God has granted us some time. God has, and there's, we're going to be in a spirit of, 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 uh, of, of favor of God. And we cannot afford to be complacent. We've got to think about every soul and reach every soul we can reach and say, God, why have you got me here? 
Help me to focus on what you want me to focus on. Make Jesus the priority of your life. Your number one resolution is to make Jesus number one. That's good, Brother Douglas. Hallelujah. Our number one resolution should be to make Jesus number one and take possession of the land that God has given us. I'm going to step to the keyboard. We're going to sing a chorus of a song. If anybody wants to come down, there's no better time than the first Sunday of the year.